the scripture reading from Acts, beginning in the second chapter at the first verse. And Luke wrote about these things. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound the multitude came together and they were bewildered, because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all of these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in his own native language? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians. We hear them telling in their own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others mocking said, Ah, they are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these people are not drunk as you, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and female servants, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness, and the moon to blood, before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? O loving spirit, make us aware of and receptive to the unpredictable, uncontrollable gift of your creative spirit that is closer to us than breath itself and that permeates and sustains the entire universe. Amen. Well, in our scripture reading for this week, we, in essence, receive the marching orders for the church. Now, we may be puzzled over the meaning of the coming of the Spirit on all that gathered in that one place, and they became puzzled then. Some of the watchers asked the disciples if they were drunk. Well, the gift that we receive at Pentecost is the one gift 
that we most desperately need and that the world needs. And strangely enough, the gift of Pentecost is the gift of something to say, a word to speak in the brokenness and tragedy of the world that is indeed unlike any other word. Did you notice what happened to the church when the Spirit was given? It stood up and spoke. It moved from silence to language. It talked and the whole world heard the good news of Jesus Christ in their own languages. As the prophet Joel said, your daughters will prophesy, your sons and your daughters will have a word to speak. That life is stronger than death, that hope is deeper than despair, that every tear will be dried, and that in the power of Christ's resurrection, death and pain will be no more. That is our gift, now to speak. And it is called ecstatic speech. And you know, we've all had some experience of this when we're so excited that we just cannot get our own words out or they tumble over one another. There are times that the moment of awe is just so overwhelming that we can say nothing. And there is something kind of magical about this experience. And the writer of Acts uses colorful language to tell us about just such a moment when the world indeed changed. We all have a moment or event in which our world changed. We heard or saw things in new ways, heard or saw things that we had never seen before. Our world was changed, and we were changed. For me, one of those moments happened when I was about 16 years old. I became aware of the music and artistry of Jackson Brown, and I heard music like I had never heard before. The words and the melodies, they resonated with me like no other music I had heard up until that point. It was like a Pentecost moment for me. I found music that moved my soul, and his music has been a constant soundtrack throughout my life. Now, music is just one of the many ways that we can be transported. It touches our minds, our bodies, Sometimes we just can't stop that rhythm moving in our bodies. And music also helps to illustrate change in our culture. When something new comes along, there is often some sort of resistance. You know, when Bach began, he was not universally accepted. When the Jazz Age began, there were parents who warned their children about the evils of music. Blues players played in smoky clubs where children were warned about the evils of music. And then Elvis and the Beatles and Bob Dylan who brought together folk and rock and then punk and on and on. And each time there was some sort of resistance. Yet look what happened to those kids who snuck into blues clubs. They led to Elvis, the Beatles, the Stones, the movement of the spirit in our time and place. Now, the events of Acts have been relived in our time and place. The first time that I was exposed to Dr. King's I Have a Dream speech, I heard words that shook an entire generation and set the prevailing culture on its ear. So you see, this experience in Acts, it was a game changer. It was a new narrative in history. Something new was created 
It could fit in nicely with the modern notion of going with the flow. It accompanies a common experience that comes from a deep involvement. From sports to music, we know what it means to go and be in the flow of things. It is a sensation one feels present when we act with total involvement in what we're doing. And we flow with the wind. It's a good metaphor to help explain what moves us forward. The wind, you see, is uncontrollable. It blows on and on, changing the environments of place and time, affecting the shape and space of things as it moves. And after we have moved along with the wind for a bit, we often will regroup and ask, what's next? In the experience of acts, they go back to their traditions. Visions will come to all, to all age groups, to all classes of people. And it is the vision of God, it is the dream of God for God's people. And the dream is for one world, for all of God's people to be healed and restored to right relationships. It is a dream of sustainable creation and an inclusive community. And the people, they're invited to join this dream. They're invited to be the hands and feet of this dream. They are invited to help make it real. And the wind of fire and spirit asks us to go beyond our comfort zones. We are to experience that which was broken being made whole once again. Because you see, this story about languages, I believe, refers directly back to the traditional story of the Tower of Babel. There, people full of pride and confidence found themselves drawn away from the source of love. So their language was confused and the people were scattered. And here, in the appearance of many languages, is the affirmation of pluralism. Many colors, many voices, many languages. And what is offered is an experience of wonderful and unexpected things. And now people can move forward together to do positive things. And each was able to hear the good news of Jesus Christ in their own way, in their own language, in their own tradition. And all are affirmed and all hear it together in one place. And what is called from us is simply to love. We feel the love of God in these transforming moments. We feel it in the love of the Spirit of God that resides in each of us. And the love within us begins a healing process, touches and reminds us that God loves me. I am worthy. And then as a whole person, a loved person, we are then free to go out and indeed help the world. From our personal experience, we work outward. So what are the issues that we deal with in our society today? We respond with soup kitchens and food banks, with consignment shops and habitat housing. All of this is important care, and it further nudges us, I believe, to ask bigger questions, like why are there such needs? Knowing that the problems are not easy, that many of our social structures and values feed the problems. We then seek to help in our political realm as we look to heal the brokenness of our society.
These are just some of the ways that the Spirit continues to move in our own time. And all around us, people are in the middle of wonderful and unexpected things. And we hold them up and celebrate with them as they ride on in the fire and wind of the Holy Spirit working within and through them. And we must ask ourselves, okay, what's next? To God be the glory today and every single day. Amen.